Hey, what's going on, man? What's up? This is this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> How you doing, bro? I'm, dude. I'm amazing. Just right off the school day, you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, it's been a while, man. I think yeah. last time we talked, we must have been in Twinsburg or something. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, Twinsburg last year because they didn't have it this year. Yeah, yeah. We were probably gonna go back this year if there was no COVID or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, same here. That was that. That's a really well run tournament. Yeah, definitely. They do a good. Um. Yeah. So I was gonna, but I just want to like dive right into it. Um. So obviously, FT Wiffle was a big inspiration to you guys and to start the league. So they quit a couple years ago, or I guess a while back. So, mm-hmm. what was your like kind of reaction when they like folded? Yeah. Well, uh, first off, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm, no yeah, FT Wiffle, they were they were definitely an inspiration of mine, and they did fold. I think 2011. Um, they were just mm-hmm. a bunch of 18 year olds that kind of went off to college, and that was pretty much the end of their story. They never really posted on YouTube like ever again. And um, up until that point, we were posting videos every single summer. We completed three seasons, and yeah, we pretty much just viewed it as like a opportunity for us to become that YouTube number one wiffle ball league. And pretty quickly, yeah. within you know two or three years after that, we surpassed FT Wiffle, and we were like the most um, subscribed and watched YouTube league. But um, it was pretty much just we we saw the opportunity right away that you know one league's ending, there's got to be another league that people are going to want to watch, and um, you know we took the league a lot serious. A, a lot more serious than a lot like other 12 13 year old kids would probably take yeah. it and i think it definitely mm-hmm. paid off in the early stages you know when we, me and tommy and daniel were all just young kids in my front yard and um in you know 12 13 years old so um yeah i th- i think it was so advantageous that we just saw the opportunity right away and it, it definitely paid off yeah and like obviously we didn't really know who ft wiffle was i mean mm-hmm. keep in mind we were like four yeah. at the time and like you know, we just found out about wiffle ball, like actually coming up on our fifth year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way like I look at that like story is like they folded. You guys kind of took that opportunity mm-hmm. to excel. And obviously, you know, eight teams like a huge watching and like following like that. I think you guys did that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's that's kind of crazy and and so kind of adding on to that when did you guys realize like you were kind of like the league you know what I mean um yeah people always ask me that I I really don't know because it like gradually progressed like every single year I feel like MLW's gotten slightly better um Mm -hmm. and then as of I'd say 2017 and 18 as I is when I feel like we had a really we started getting a really good grasp on just the professionalism so whether, that, yeah. so whether that's the YouTube channel, the merch, the tourneys, we kind of became a lot more well-rounded as opposed to just a single YouTube channel. Um, so I, I feel like maybe three, four years ago is when I started really saying to myself, okay, this is a pretty good thing we got going here. We just got to execute the right way and we could you know, establish a pretty good brand, pretty good YouTube presence. And we've done mm-hmm. just that. And I, I credit a lot of my, my players too for helping me out, obviously making the YouTube channel as entertaining as it is like I can't do anything that we do without them obviously so huge credit to everybody involved in MLW but I'd say like yeah three four years ago is when I when I thought um it was more than just a YouTube channel yes yeah like 2017 I think like obviously I'm not trying to speak for you Mm -hmm. but for us we 
found out about with ball because of you guys you inspired us to make the league and like that like when we saw your fans <laughs> at or you know Colts field and like all the like amazing pitches like we instantly fell in love and I believe I was listening to a podcast um, of yours with someone else. 2016, like, you wanted to branch out from the league, right? Yeah, 2015 or 16. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And you went to the Twinsburg, right? Yeah, the Twinsburg. Yeah, yeah, World that's Twins. when we first – yeah, it was 2015. Me, Tommy, and Daniel went to our first, like, like out-of-state, out-of-MLW out of tournament. I think, yeah, it was 2015. Yeah, that's a really well-run tournament. Yeah, they it? do they do a good job. The I think it's like a youth baseball organization that runs the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a you know pretty solid presence past five six years. I, I we yeah. uh we saw each other there you know a few years ago. That was a that was a fun event. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to come back this year, but obviously COVID happened. Yeah, we couldn't do that. But definitely a well-run that's, event. Yeah, that's Twinsburg's actually like literally fifteen minutes away from my really? house. Yeah, so. Like we found out about it, obviously, like when we started watching football because it's such a big tournament, and we never really we didn't have the talent. Like we all sucked <laughs> until I want to say like last year. <laughs> so then we didn't really, you know, want to or we wanted to, but just the logistics of everything was like we're gonna get smoked. Like you know, hey man, you never know. If you can throw strikes on a football tournament, you're good to go. That's the thing. We couldn't throw strikes, bro. <laughs> And, like, we didn't – the thing was, like, last year, I, I, I don't want to say, like, we blew up because we didn't. We're, like, at 155. But, like, we kind of got more of a following on Instagram. And that's when we decided to do, like, two-on-twos or whatever and teams. And that just, like, like worked so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of people, like, when they interview you, um, they talk about, like, you as a player and stuff. And I want to kind of lean more towards the um, as an owner, yeah, for sure. like a league owner side, because you know I'm one, you're one. Yeah, for sure. So um, obviously it's gonna be splattered around, but like, what's your biggest like pet peeve as an owner? Hmm, that's a good question. You mean in terms of like managing players and trying to like schedule all the kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say just trying to keep keep uh, track of over fifty players and having to manage <laughs> every single person's schedule. Like that's why we don't mm-hmm. release, um, you know, like a set in stone schedule in the, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the years because every single person has a different work schedule, school schedule. So I'd say definitely scheduling the games and getting it all in in the summer before everybody goes back to college. That's probably my biggest. I don't know if you want to call it annoyance, but definitely a challenge for me. Um, yeah. Because every every week in the summer, it's it's flooded with, first of all, me trying to edit the videos. Second, scheduling the yeah. series, trying to get one to two Instagram posts out a day. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, every single week, I feel like I'm 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 texting a group chat, you know, Preds group chat, saying like, what days work for you this week? <laughs> and then I'll go over to like you know the Cobra group chat, and they'll say what what day works for you guys. And a lot of the times it won't line up. So it's a lot of switching around series um, and moving times up and down. And um, I'd say just scheduling series in the summer uh, are, are usually very busy for me. And that's probably my biggest thing. Yeah, I think like th- I have to build off of that. I think my biggest pet peeve like as an owner is, I mean, granted, like everything's in my backyard. So it's really easy for me. 
But when players can't show up, like, last minute. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Like, dude, so our we were really nervous about um, two-on-twos and teams this year. And we have this kid basically from Avon, which is, like, half an hour away. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can't drive. Mm-hmm. Second series, right off of opening day, it was, like, the day after or, like, two days after. And, like, he couldn't show up. So it was, like, a one-on-two. So we didn't know what to do. It was just horrible. But um, you said you guys have group chat, Yeah, right? we do. Each team usually will have, like, a group chat with their players and me. It's usually Okay. So – that's actually a really good idea. Like what we do is we just have one huge mm-hmm. group chat of the PWA and it's like the worst thing ever. Like, no, like we, so here, here's an example. We had a playoff series. So we basically do what mm-hmm. you do. So just you text the guys in the group chat. Hey, what time works for you? I'm free all day or whatever. And so what we did this year was the, uh, team with the best record was in the World Series or whatever, and the other two teams play for a World Series spot. <laughs> so I, I was like, I had a four-hour tryout this day. <laughs> wow. uh, I was like, hey, guys, the night before, too, like not the day. I was like, hey, guys, can't play today. We'll schedule sometime this week. Literally, I'm I'm asleep. It's 10 a.m. And my mom's like, Gabe, like, why is why are some kids in our backyard? I'm like, what do you mean? Literally, I woke up, had to go pitch nine innings. Like, it was horrible. Oh, dude, but... I've been there before, man. There's been definitely some some uh, communication errors. I mean, I've been doing this, like, 11 years. Like, I think to back, I think back yeah. to Colts Field, very similar situation. <laughs> like, sometimes we'd have, like, Chad Renzi and Dalton Forth so, show up in, like, 2011 when I wasn't expecting them yeah. to, and then we have to kind of throw together a series, like, on the spot. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been there mm-hmm. before. Oh. Yeah, like, it's it's fun, don't get me wrong, but it's also, like, the worst. Yeah, it is, man, because then you're always, like, you're always trying to manage the schedule, and when people just randomly show up, it kind of throws you off. It does. And so this is I, this is just, like, a question. Have you ever – because you obviously have a huge YouTube presence. It's incredible. Have you ever, like, done something, like, stupid, like, for a video? Like, here's an example. We – I told my guys to, like, fake stretch and stuff so we can make an intro. Like, have you ever done anything like that? Just Oh, I'm sure we have. The one thing I like about us, though, is we've never really, like, uh, like faked anything for, for like, views. Like, it's always a joke no, around yeah, the yeah. league where it's, like, Drew just being, being cratchy and then start a brawl. <laughs> but, like, we never actually do it because yeah. we just we want our YouTube <laughs> content to be as authentic as possible. Yeah, I, and that's what I really yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah like about that is like how uh, i don't know the word like how yeah like how enthusiastic and real mm-hmm. your players are like yeah, warda yeah. like i love oh it's a warda. it's a deep rooted passion that every guy has for the sport of wiffle ball in our league that's yeah. one of the best things about us i think um but yeah definitely mm-hmm, we've definitely sure. shot some like you know some cringy like pre-game shots yeah. and stuff like that i mean it's, you got to man for the entertainment value exactly Dude, if you think, dude, yours, dude, we had a seven-year-old, seven-year-old in the league a couple years ago. He was seven, and we're all, like, you know, 10, Mm -hmm. 11, kids seven, and, like, it was horrible. I don't know if you know, but 
for the, all the people listening, Connor Tomaselli, kid, kid seven, he like cries over <laughs> everything. And no, dude, like we actually like, I might have to cut this out, but we actually like told his parents to go get him like. Oh my out. goodness. I'm not even kidding. Dude, that reminds me of Daniel back in 2010. Every time we'd beat him, he'd go go in the house and cry. (laughs) He was like eight. The thing, exactly, yeah, it's like that. Every time you lose, you can't be mad. The kid's a child. He's like a literal infant. That's that's what that's what people are telling me. But you got to realize, a call doesn't go his way, and it's like it's like it's a very good call. Like we have a strike zone and everything kid will throw the bat cry and all this we actually like kicked him out of the oh, league man. yeah it was dude i'm telling you it should be an espn 30 for 30 <laughs> hey man he's just a kid um, man he's just a young kid you know kid <laughs> yeah he's cool though don't get me wrong um and then another question out of curiosity i have like this whole sheet dude and i'm not going off of any of it um because like i thought first off i thought this was gonna go like it's going better than I oh, expected. Nice. Uh, yeah, but um, do you ever like play pickup games at the Meadows? Or uh, really? To be honest with you, not really. Uh, like every time I'm not mm-hmm. shooting games or playing games myself, I'm usually back at back at home, like editing and stuff like that, and working on merch and and tourneys yeah. and all that kind of stuff, sponsorships. So I'm really never doing like pickup games. I I really wish I could. Um, but, you know, once mm-hmm. once we're out of the meadows of uh, doing uh, filming like a traditional series, we're pretty much just the next time we'll be back there is when we just shoot another one. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is, is like as you grow and grow to the point where you are now and even, you know, some of the smaller leagues, meaning like not you, <laughs> like the smaller leagues, like you know, Rain Tree and all those guys, like, pickup games were, like, where we Mm -hmm. originated. And as we, you know, looked more into Wiffle Ball, Wiffle Ball Leagues, we kind of only became, like, a league instead of pickup games. Mm -hmm. So, I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing at all. Like, for us, we love doing it. Um, But, yeah. And so, every wiffle baller like starts off sucking at pitching because like the eight holes and how much it moves so was it 2017 when you guys realized your pitching arsenal and stuff was like good or was it before that or like when did you start realizing like you're good at wiffle um ball? yeah i think it comes at different times for different guys like for me like i'm playing the sport so long and i've been you know throwing my mm-hmm. my riser with my my like traditional arm angle for like over 10 years now. And it just kind of came natural me, natural me in the beginning. And I guess just naturally over, over, you know, a few years, you're going to become more accurate. And then once you become more accurate, then that's when you can spin off and do multiple grips, arm angles, all that type of stuff. And, um, really grow your arsenal. But like, yes, like guys like Alec Warda, he was like really good pitcher in 2017. And it's just kind of time, like being in the league for four or five years. And then you guys, you have like guys like Ryan Cratch who, um he started out with just you know like a slider which a lot of people can throw but now it has like a whole repertoire like i i really just like as cheesy as it sounds it really just comes with practice and you know watching you know youtube tutorials or just playing around in the backyard just you know toying around with the ball finding new grips um 
I think just you just practice honestly is what um what has allowed us to become better pitchers is is you know as simple as it sounds. Yeah, and so I have a hot take, and I have a hot take and like a question. I think it is. I don't really know. I'm kind of like you know a little <laughs> bit nervous, but so a hot take. I think I've always been saying this as long as I've been playing wiffle ball. I feel like a slider is like a fastball, but for wiffle ball. If yeah, I, I see what you mean in terms of just like probably the easiest to pick up. Easiest to pick up, but also like for, well, not for me, because I throw like a weird pitch that I kind of made up, but I feel like it goes the fastest. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like over the top motion, like no crazy movements, pretty straight. I mean, sometimes you'll have a lot of lateral movement, but I, I see, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like a lot of our guys, because we had a, a lot of rookies this year, like that's mm-hmm. all they would throw. And surprisingly, a drop, which is kind of weird. But um, and then for me, not not like anybody else in the league, but for me, the slider was like the hardest to learn. Like is like that sounds so pathetic, but it was. It's funny you say that because like that's like the one pitch I really have not really uh, like like done. Yeah. I, I feel like I've never had a good slider. Like I don't know whatever reason. Like I throw risers, drops, everything, but I've never really like. fine-tuned a a slider so that's kind of similar to me honestly that like a lot of the guys in the league um tell me like whenever we're playing a series they're like Gabe how come you have such so many pitches but you can't you can't throw a strike or like you can't throw a slider I'm like dude I don't know I could not tell you but as long as it works it works um and then uh, what was I gonna say? What was it? Oh yeah, so BL one oh one. Um you guys have like a great partnership with them. Yep. They're great um, guys over there. So yeah, I mean I've I haven't talked to him, but like, you know, through comments and stuff on Instagram. Josh yeah, is Josh his name, Shapiro, right? He runs uh BL one oh one. Yeah, I he's he seems like a really yeah, he does. nice and, guy. And I think the coolest thing with baseball lifestyle one oh one and MLW is that kind of like our, our like ideals and our interests, they line up really well. And like, I th- it, it really mm-hmm. was a no brainer for us to partner up. And we did like a partnered up like a tournament in Long Island, New York last, uh, last August, which is a really yeah. good event. And then we also um, met up with them in Omaha, Nebraska last year for the college world series. That was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, Just real quick, Isaiah Page. Oh, I do. do. You, like, How know do you know him Isaiah? personally? Dude, so I'm uh, not a lot of people, fans of the Wiffle Ball League know this, but um, I'm a really big oh, like nice. baseball guy. Like, my dream is to like play college. I have a couple people who um, are relatives who play college yeah. baseball, and it's just always been my dream. So I'm really into college baseball, That's- and yeah, I've been following Isaiah. I think like freshman year. And he's like really yeah, dude, he's good. A, he's a better person too. Like you cannot find a greater guy than Isaiah. Yeah. Just you know, really like I go to I go to school with him. He go, he goes to Michigan. I go to Michigan for people that don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a bunch of my classes. He takes yeah. his, his coursework very seriously, and he's just an all around really good dude. Uh, really inspiring. So, um, yeah, it's awesome that you know him. Yeah, uh, I can't say I support <laughs> the team, 
from Ohio, but I do I do respect yeah, him a lot. I was I was proud of him. Um, he pitched. Uh, yeah. He started Game Two of the College World Series last year. Insane. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw that. It was insane. Um. Yeah. Didn't they make it to the finals? They did. Yes. Andy or it was awesome. In Game Three, the final yeah. game of the World Series, they had uh, Kumar Rocker, who's going to be like top two or three LB pick in this year's draft. Yeah. So he was insane. So he yeah. pretty much like shut the door on us. Yeah, I mean he he threw like a no oh, yeah, or something. Did. I think he was insane. So are you you're you're you you? Oh my god, I started my bad. Uh, you your family's a really big oh, college we are, sports fan. We are right? diehard right. Michigan Michigan athletics fans to the, to the bone. What'd you what did you think of the um? Not Michigan good. Station? I'm just gonna say that right now. Not good. It was <laughs> not a good weekend for me. <laughs> Yeah, we got a buddy in the league, uh, Jackson Schaefer. Um, he's a really big Michigan fan, so we give him. Oh, I bet you do. It was it was an embarrassing Saturday. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, for us, it wasn't an embarrassing Saturday. It went really well, but <laughs> are you? A, <laughs> I, I, are you? Dude, a I had you. Fans? I'm sorry, I had you. Okay. Yeah, my yeah, my cousin plays baseball there. Growing up in Ohio, I mean, how can you not? Yeah, no, be it's understandable. Yeah, I mean, you guys have a really good team, or last year at least you did. But, yeah, I feel like we're you know. under Harbaugh. We're pretty much the same every year. I mean, play good for the majority of the season, mm-hmm. and then get blown out by Ohio State. It's pretty much just like a, a given at this point. You ever been to an Ohio? Oh State yeah, Michigan I pretty much have been to all the 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 ones at Michigan Stadium since I've been alive. Honestly, my family's had season tickets wow. every season, That's... so every home game I'm there. That's sick. I mean, dude. You're living. That's the dream. I mean, my family isn't like a big sports family. Like mm-hmm. I'm the only one who kind of you know who loves sports. My brother, or sorry, my brother wrestled in middle school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. If, you know, my dad wrestled, and my sister didn't really play anything. But you know, with me in the league and baseball and hockey and stuff, it's just I've kind of took over gotcha, the gotcha. throne now. You know. So, um. I don't know why I was so obsessed with them in 2017, but what happened to the rules? <laughs> I don't even know, man. They were just – they're. I feel like they were just the youngest kids in our league, and they just – the talent maybe wasn't there. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, like they're our neighbors. <laughs> like they're, they're cool kids, but I guess just, they didn't really live up to the, the talent level, I guess, where the league's at right now, which is probably at an all-time high. Yeah, I would say that for sure. I mean, no doubt. I mean, Norp – it's just mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Okay. I I was watching that Diamondbacks um Diamondbacks video the other day. That was like it was I was so I know Norm's, Norm's a great kid and he had a, a amazing season. Yeah. It's kind of bittersweet that he ending did. that, you know, they get swept, but um still credit to them for even being in that position in the first place. Like they had to win six in a row in the second half of the season and they did just that and like it was crazy for them to even yeah. just be there. I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I mean, obviously to you, it doesn't register in your head, but like, you guys are like MLW. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are the biggest wiffle ball league ever, and like, I can't imagine just seeing that talent like right in oh, front of your I eyes. Mean, yeah, you know I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. Definitely. Um, just actually getting to watch the games in person is definitely a treat. 
And especially like you mentioned, North, like so many good rookies have come into this league where it's going to set us up for so many years in the future. Now, like we're set for a good, good length of time now, just because of how much talent came into the league in 2020, you know, not to mention the league veterans who are still going strong, who have a lot of talent as well. And they've kind of developed over the years. So like me, Daniel, you know, Warda, Cratch, Drew Davis, all these guys. And when you clash with like the new, the new wave of talent, it's really a treat to see um, every time we played the Meadows. And mm-hmm. yeah, undoubtedly, it's the most talent we've ever had just in terms of pitching and contact hitting, power hitting, like literally everything right now. It's crazy. It's funny that what you just mm-hmm. said, like the new wave, like, you know, what that reminds me of. Um, so, you know how like earlier in the year, or I don't I don't know if you know, but there was like controversy between like ML or MLB and like veterans and like if you should backflip yeah, or like sure. you know like stuff like that. I'm not saying that like MLW is like not like you shouldn't backflip and stuff, but I'm saying like the veterans, like you, I guess yeah, Tommy, Warda, all those guys, they're like obviously really good. They kind of remind me of like you know like an Albert Pujols and like Mike Trout and like. Stuff like that, not like age wise, obviously, but I mean, like, as a perspective and like the draft, which was an Thank amazing you. video, by the way. Of course, <laughs> I mean, of course. Um, and like, you know, Norp and then Chadwick and all those guys, like, they remind me of like Tatis, <laughs> you know, like all those new players. And it's, it's really cool how that worked out because I know that your style of wiffle ball play is like you want to like you you're like really mm-hmm. close to baseball so i feel like that was kind of cool because like new viewers and stuff like that will kind of you know attach it right to right the yeah I think, in a way. I think it's definitely really healthy to have um uh, some new players coming into the league every single year like the last thing you want for a youtube channel is to become you know boring and predictable so every time you add new faces to league yeah. um which is one you know one of the first one of the biggest things we even like initiated the draft for is to get some new faces into the league, keep the channel fresh. Um, that's something that we're going to have every single year, which I'm, I'm super excited about for sure. That's sick, man. So wait, you're doing the draft. That's the goal. Yeah. Year, like obviously or? this year it's, it's going to be kind of weird with COVID. Like I'm not sure if we're going to be, be able to do a winter league because yeah. a lot of the indoor stuff right now is kind of like shut down and all these complexes and, you know, COVID cases are still on the rise and everything. So it's still like to be to be determined right now mm-hmm. for the uh, the winter league this year, but the goal moving forward is definitely to um you know keep the keep the draft going. That's sick, and I think like you're definitely at the point where you can do that mm-hmm. every year, like with people your age or like even a little bit younger in the Michigan area and even maybe bordering states, um. I can't imagine, like, this is a little bit off topic, but I can't imagine, like, how many people DM you or the account or comment, can I be in the league? Like, is that a big thing? Oh, it's, a, you it's been the biggest thing I've ever gotten since we started YouTube channel. People just, <laughs> like, I, I get, I have to say, like, at least one a day, like, saying, like, where you guys live? Like, can yeah. I join the league? It's, it's, <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a lot, Whoa. man. Like, and I, I take that as a compliment. Like, I think that's sick. Like, of course, like, that's super flattering that yeah. people want to join the league. Um, but most of the times people are like, obviously like far away. They're like really young, like, you know, a vi- variety of reasons, but um, you know, the yeah. draft's really cool 
uh, a really cool thing we're going to have. Just keep going here, get people from different backgrounds, a variety of talent and stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure. So, um, obviously, in 2018, I believe you had a AAA yeah, we did. or whatever. Yes, 2018, we had like three three or four teams, I think. Yeah, that's the right. Yeah, Brendan Zerlag, he was the yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously you guys, like I said before, you guys are huge. So the draft, you mentioned that the draft will be coming every year or is your goal. Do you think there'll ever be a time when, you know, you think it's necessary to add a minor league or do you want to just keep adding teams like the franchise draft or whatever? Or how do, how do you you know approach yeah right now we're pretty comfortable with eight teams and you know no minor league system and uh we think the talent level is pretty like um like ideally saturated right now with talent and right now i guess like we're very crunched in as it gets in the summer to get all of the games in um so adding a a whole minor league season would definitely be very tough for us like i don't know if we have the resources right now to do that um in the future i definitely think that'd be a cool way to get some younger kids involved in MLW. Um, definitely a huge goal of mine. Um, and uh, another mm-hmm. another goal is to maybe expand, but right now we're very happy with eight teams. Uh, we think it's a really perfect number for us. But um, I, I, I would just say, you know, lack of resources and time in that summer, in the summer to um, create a, a AAA league that we had in 2018. Like 2018 it worked because we had um, six yeah. teams and – a lot more time in the summer for whatever reason. Like we weren't doing like big tournaments like we are now. We weren't traveling as much. We didn't travel anywhere mm-hmm. really in 2018. We did like one tournament in Ohio and that was it. Um, so right now mm-hmm. I think we're yeah. just going to stay at eight for the time being. Maybe we'll uh, reevaluate it where it is next year. But um, yeah, no, no sites, no plans for uh, an entire minor league coming into the league again right now. Yeah. The eight teams seem <laughs> to work incredibly well um i mean with you know multiple factors pouring in like you know content wise like like playoff races like that was incredible like everyone was i bet was on the edge of their seats like you know yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean by that like it was incredible and that's what i really wanted to interpret and like put into our league but you know there's not a lot of kids like in the area who we can kind of trust and by trust I mean like Mm -hmm. can they make every game because that's like I feel like when you're younger and you don't like you can't drive or whatever I feel like that plays a really big part into your like league and um yeah so I had like a quick question so a lot of people in our league we have this kid named Sebi um, and he was put with, like, he picked up the best player in the league for a draft. We kind of did, like, a franchise draft, if you, like, didn't know, which the we have three captains, and then each captain, like, got to pick based on their mm-hmm. record of last season. So he picked, like, the best kid in the league or whatever, and we just, like, didn't call it his team. Like, we would call it – it's kind of hard to explain. So I'm gonna scrap that because it no, doesn't make I sense. Following. I was following. But um yeah, anyway, That's we're fine. gonna scrap that. So um okay, so if you could rewind any moment 
from any MLW game, tournament, or anything? Like, mm. what would it be? I think definitely going back to Warda's home run last year, that would that would be insane to relive. Yeah. Like, that was just raw emotion out there yeah. on the field. Alec Warda finally getting a World Series after seven years. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in yeah. MLW, for sure. Um, some other ones I can think of is when, um, you know, like when we were really young, 12 years old, and Tommy hit like a walk-off to win the World Series in 2012. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just pure joy and excitement in moments like that. And you really can't, like, that's just priceless stuff. Um, and then, yeah. and then furthermore, I guess like some of the tournaments we've done in the past two years have been some of my absolute like proudest moments of running MLW just cause you know, we get to meet and play with ball with our fans mm-hmm. who have been watching us for so long. I think that's just the coolest thing ever. Um, you know, hearing the stories of, mm-hmm. of how we inspired kids to play with ball, start their own leagues and all that kind of stuff and actually meet them and, you know, you know, put names to faces for people, for accounts that have been following us for a long time. Like it's, it's really the coolest thing ever. So yeah, outside of like the the iconic moments in MLW per se, like I'd say like the in person events, like tournaments, that's like my favorite thing. Yeah, I I I can't imagine like we've yet to have like a stranger come up to us and be like, oh my god, you're PWA or whatever. Um, also just real quick, like I'll I wanted to get to mm-hmm. my point what I was about to say, but if if you didn't know, like we were LLWB yep. before. Ever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just making sure because like we uh, had to switch for like some reasons, but yeah, we've yet to have a fan come up and be like, "Oh my God, you're PWA." But we've had kids around our school, which like is this is really sick. Like for me, it's like kids are kids around my school are like, "Oh my God, don't you have a wiffle ball league and stuff like that?" And little stuff like that. Yeah, man, that's awesome. So happy. This 2017, you know our first year we were like nothing we were nothing but yeah um and about the war to home run the we had a kid in our league who hit a walk-off home run to win the world series this year and you know he slipped on second base too and it was like the home run i looked back at the video of warda it was exactly where like the ball went exactly where <laughs> warda's ball went so i was like i was pitching so i lost the world series and I was just like laughing in my head, but I was like pissed, you know. But um, about the podcast, your podcast, what like how did that kind of start up? I know that Drew would played a big part about it, but were you just like, hey, we should start a podcast, or like how did yeah? That well, unfold? first of all, first of all, shameless plug, we're actually bringing it back, and the first episode of is coming Friday, November sixth. So. That's going to be very exciting. But yeah, yeah, I I kind of, me and Drew kind of have like a, you know, we shared the idea of that we think a podcast would be really cool for MLW. Kind of give like more of like a behind the scenes Mm -hmm. look at the league and uh, a chance, an opportunity and platform for us to share stories, kind of give, you know, our take on stuff outside of wiffle ball, stuff inside of wiffle ball, like, you know, behind the scenes stuff on videos and stuff like that. So back in like November or October of last year, me and Drew kind of had the idea and then we spent the whole we spent like a couple months that fall getting the equipment ready, getting like the format and um you know all that stuff ready for launch mm-hmm. in, in January. And then ever since middle of January we you know cranked out thirty episodes and you know it was a really good time. Yeah. I thought it went really yeah. well. And um and, and yeah, Dr- and Drew is now is he's taking yeah. over pretty much and he's got an exciting new format coming for you guys oh, yeah. um starting this this Friday. So 
I, I really enjoyed, um, you know, it definitely got to be a lot of work, like putting that on top of, you know, editing the videos and everything in the summer. Like it yeah, really editing. got too much for me to handle. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, kind of why I'm like handing off to Drew so he can like control all of that. But he's definitely taken, um, he's taking control here for, for season two. Yeah, I think having Drew run something will be, no, it's very, gonna be very interesting. interesting that's for sure. I've already texted him like a hundred times. I'm like, I, I Drew, can't. If wait. you have any questions, please just let me know. Like, I want this to be good. Like, I know you're gonna have questions. Just let me know right now. And I, I spent like an hour yeah. or two like teaching him how to edit. It was just really funny. I mean, yeah, like as an as an as owners, like you kind of you know you start out like doing it all by yourself, and when you give it over to someone else, you're like, don't. Yeah, but mess like I kind of understand. You know? Like I know it probably won't be perfect at first, but that, I think that's kind of the one of the one of the like appeal it's gonna have. It's like listeners are gonna want to tune in to see yeah. how how bad it is, and then I guess they can track the the progression yeah. that Drew takes over time. It'll be it'll be inspiring. exactly like i can't wait to just hear what the first like the first words out of his mouth i just like wanted like i'm wondering (laughs) what he's gonna say like i like he's just that character i've i actually had like a really i don't know if you want to say funny but like i had a really let's just say funny and strange encounter with drew over uh dm yeah so look i'm like I this is gonna sound weird. I'm sorry, but like his hair, it's just like wavy <laughs> and like cool, you know. So I was like, "Hey, Drew, I need to know what product you use in your hair." And he like sent me. I I dude, Kyle, I'm not lying to you when I say this. He sent me like like three big paragraphs and like My- of what he used in his hair and like what he does. I was like. I was like on online class. I was like, "That's oh, hilarious! I love that." He he uses sea salt um, conditioner, and when he dries his hair, he air dries it. If anyone at home, if you wanted to know <laughs> that, that's what he does. I love it, man. Drew is such a character. I will say, there's no other person than MLW that I'd love to have his own run his own podcast than Drew Davis. He's def- definitely one of a kind. Yeah, of course, of course, one of a kind for sure. Um, I didn't really have like an idea of like how long you want to do this for, if you're busy or not. So if you have to leave or whatever, just let me know. It won't be too much longer. No problem, um, dude. I have, I probably have like five, yeah. 10 more minutes and I got to run some stuff, but. All right. Sounds good. Same here. Um, okay. So one of the reasons we kind of like fell in love with your league is the edits and obviously mm-hmm. they got better and better. So. What do you um, mean, like? Edit? So right now I edit with Corel Video Studio Ultimate, and I'll probably switch to Adobe Adobe Premiere this next year. Um, you know they're pretty similar, but mm-hmm. um, you know I've definitely I haven't really taken any courses. Like I'm pretty much just self made when I edit, and I've kind of just gradually you know improved my yeah, skills over time. I feel like, um, but uh, yeah, Corel Video Studio. It's like you know eighty dollars for the uh, like ultimate version. You can get a free version of that too. Like Mm-hmm. They have like a, they have like three different versions, but I'm starting to get more involved with like all the Adobe like Premiere products or suite products. So like Photoshop, Premiere, like Illustrator, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we, wait, are you there? Oh, my bad. I, I heard like okay. a cutting sound and I thought you cut out. 
Um, but yeah, so we we edit with like iMovie, or I edit with iMovie, and you know, I mean, I, it's working well, and I think like I could go to a different type of editor, but I just don't want to take the chance of like you know, kind of messing things up and learning a whole new thing. Cause we kind of just started to get like, um, like a bigger fan base, and I don't want to, you know, like mess it up. A lot of big, U- a lot like, of big I even YouTubers. Got, you'd be like, surprised, man. Like, a lot of big YouTubers they actually use iMovie, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a lot of vloggers. Really? Well, I mean, like vlogging's different because there's not a lot of like graphics and like, um, you know, like yeah. like super complex processes. But like, you'd be surprised. Like outside of iMovie, though, I, I know a lot of people use like Final Cut Pro um adobe premiere and i mean mm-hmm. if i were you man i would just take a couple of weeks to learn these softwares if if you want to take it to the next level i i would go all in and risk it because that's that's honestly what i'm gonna do this this winter is try to you know again improve my craft and try to go to that next level just in terms of editing uh, all right i mean i'll take your word for sure i mean like like we i really love like your scoreboard and like when someone like hits a home run or whatever you do like i don't even know how to explain mm-hmm. it but like something pops out of like the bottom left corner mm-hmm. and then like it swipes down or whatever i really like that and like that's one oh, thing that i really want to try and learn of course i mean basically we learned everything about wiffle ball from your channel so thank <laughs> you um so a couple more questions. Don't want to like keep you here too long, but um, what was it? Hold on. Okay. So uh, yeah. So just coming or talking more about what you edit with. When did you start like um using like the more advanced? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So up until twenty seventeen, I used like the free windows movie maker uh software that would just come with my my laptop and 20 like yeah 2017 mm-hmm. or 18 i i upgraded to like uh those corel products corel video studio and that that allowed me to like do some more intense graphics and transitions and all that kind of stuff so i would say 2017 or, or 18 is when that started and then from there then i started becoming more familiar with like after effects and photoshop and all around making the videos more professional, but I again credit that to like three or four years ago. The twenty seventeen right. was like that's when I first started doing the, like the on screen scoreboard. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was listening to uh, a podcast, and I think you were with Tommy, and like you guys, or I don't know. There's a lot of you're in like a few. Yeah, I've done. A, I've done a bunch. Other people, I've done a right? bunch. Yeah, so one of them um, was, like, you said you and Tommy, like, you had a text. It was one text that, like, changed your whole mood about MLW. Like, we can either go to college right, and just right. be normal kids and do this as a hobby, or we can go all in and make it our profession, and obviously you chose to do that. So it seems like 2017 was the Yes, definitely, really it definitely was. Year for you. So, yeah, I guess that's basically it we don't really have like an outro or whatever but uh i mean dude thank you so so much for coming on um so yeah um good luck during the off season and i appreciate you you again for coming on
No problem. Uh, see you guys. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram, uh, PWA underscore Wiffleball. YouTube, same thing, PWA Wiffleball. And uh, if you need anything, reach out to me, and we'll see you later.